On this week's episode of Smarter Building Materials Marketing, we talk about the changes that are happening with who is actually making the decision to choose or not choose your product. There are shifts happening with who's merely an influencer and who's a decision maker with the products that are being put into projects. Doesn't matter if it's residential or commercial, this podcast will apply to you. We've got a great guest today who's going to share their insights and changes that they see that are happening with who is actually going to make the decision on whether or not your product is chosen. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, and I am joined by a guest co-host today, a good buddy of ours, Mark Mitchell. Beth is on vacation today or this week, and so Mark is subbing in, and I'm really excited to have him on the show. If you've never met Mark, he's one of the most eccentric, funny... Gosh, Mark, I don't even know how to describe you. You're such an interesting guy. <laughs> Mark well, is wish... one of a kind. He's, he's one of a kind if you've never met him. Welcome to the show, Mark, and thanks for subbing in for Beth. Yes, I hope I do a good job. She's so good. I hope I live up to her high standards. Yeah, I, I, Beth will be missed, but you know when she's gone, you know the, the boys take over, right? Yes, right. <laughs> we can get in trouble, right? <laughs> we can get in some serious trouble. That's right. You know, Mark, you and I, we grabbed dinner and at AIA, and I thought it'd be really interesting to share some of the conversation that you and I had, because this is actually a topic that you're going to be talking about at the Wizard Summit coming up here in um, October. What's the exact date again? Remind me. October 22nd and 23rd. Yeah. So shameless plug, if, if you haven't signed up for Mark's event, you absolutely should. You can go to seethewizard.com slash summit. I'll be there. Beth will be there. Mark has a bunch of great speakers who are going to be joining us as well. And one thing that, Mark, you spoke about when we grabbed dinner at AIA was the changing influencers and decision makers in building products. And I think this is a really interesting topic because one thing that we at Venvio really focus on is like, how do we find our audience? How do we get in front of them? How do we convert them to sales opportunities or leads? And one thing you were saying at dinner, and I want to dive into this, is actually a lot of the influencers and decision makers that a lot of manufacturers focus on it's going to change here in the near future if it hasn't already changed. Correct. So maybe you can just dive in and talk to me a little bit about that, Mark. Who are these changing decision makers? Who are the changing influencers? And why are things changing? Like, What is the cause of this? Well, the biggest cause is that we've finally decided that it's no longer acceptable to put up with the unnecessary added cost and waste in construction. Every building today, every project, every house costs 30% more than it should and takes, I'm going to say, you know, up to 50% longer to get built. And this is caused by a number of issues, but one of them is just, we've just been an industry of just as the way we do things. It's raining today, so I guess we can't put the roof on. <laughs> Henry isn't feeling well today, and so we won't be able to put the countertops in. And, oh, the, the flooring didn't arrive, so that will slow us down two days. Just, it's on and on and again, and everything is just, that's how it is. And so you put mm -hmm. up with it. And you just kind of accept it. 
So now we're starting to see companies in the panelized modular prefab business and many other aspects of construction, sourcing materials and so forth, reducing labor, all of these things are all driving the waste and inefficiency out of building. And so as that is happening, the person that was making a decision is now maybe no longer the person that makes the real decision. Can you give me an example of that? Like who would that be? So an example could be, we'll just say commercial new construction in mm-hmm. which you you would say that you have architect, you have an owner developer, facilities manager, you have a general contractor, a subcontractor, a distributor. And so traditionally you would think Well, the first place you go is the architect. And if you don't have the architect put you in the spec, nothing's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, that's still true. But in more and more cases today, I am seeing two things. One, the first thing I'm seeing is the owner-developer facilities manager has a lot more say early on in the design process about how the building's going to be built, what materials are going to be used. And they can walk into an architect with your material, your product, and say, I really want to look at this. Why is that different? And why is that, I guess, why is that shift happening? Because the owner developer, it's their money. So they're Mm -hmm. sitting there building a $40 million building and Think about what the construction loan interest payments are per day. So the longer it takes to build the building, I'm writing an interest check. Mm-hmm. The second thing is the longer it takes, that's another day that I don't have tenants paying me money, whether they're renting hotel rooms or leasing office space or whatever the type of building it is, but I'm not in the building. The third thing is the facilities manager is becoming much more respected and knowledgeable and relied on. So the owner will go to the facilities manager and say, what uh, this new building, we own 10 hotels. (laughs) We're building Mm -hmm. another one. I want you involved in the materials and products that we're using. So the facilities manager will have definitely, we will never use this kind of flooring again. Okay. Or we Mm -hmm. will never deal with this company. Okay, Uh, we had a warranty claim and I'm unhappy with what the results was. So we're not using any of their products in our buildings. Okay, or interesting. I've always had really good. I've learned that this type of door in our building has less maintenance, happier tenants. It's quieter, whatever the issue is. Okay, Mm -hmm. but they bring knowledge to the architect that the architect doesn't have. Because they're bringing real world, this is how our buildings work. This is the problems we experience with them. Here's what we've learned. Okay, And if you approach the facilities manager with why your product is better, okay, if he believes it, he's going to walk over to the architect and sit down and say, I want you to look at this or I want to use this. Okay, And then it will become the spec. You know, Mark, if I'm reading through the lines here, what you're saying, and we talk about influencers and decision makers, is basically what you're saying is architects, the influence that or the decision-making power that they once had in certain situations is not as great as it once was. Is that true? Is it yes. just architects? Is it just architects or is it anyone else? I think you have to question everybody. 
Okay. It can be the big buy. If you're trying to sell to Home Depot, the, the buyer, merchant, whatever he's called, you sell to, that person's job needs, influence, power have changed. A lumber dealer, a two-step distributor, a builder, remodeling contractor, all of these things have changed, are changing, some of them more than others. Certainly, mm-hmm. the larger the project, the more value, more important money is, more important time is, the more this is happening faster. And I'm not saying that there aren't projects that are still not going to be done the way they've been done, okay? Now, if you're mm-hmm. designing an art museum that's supposed to be a, a world-renowned showpiece for your city, well, you know, that architect is going to run that, okay? Of course, uh, yes. But if I'm building a dormitory for a university, now all of a sudden the facilities manager is going to have a tremendous amount, maybe the most power. Okay. And then the other person is the general contractor who looks at the plans and says, where, you know, he had this favorite term value engineering, where can I save money? Okay. And he is not shy about going back. Doesn't matter what the spec says, shy of going back and saying, I can save us $20,000 if we change this. Mark, I imagine this is not a very popular opinion that you have. <laughs> like, are you are you hearing from other people that I I know that you don't really care about those kinds of things, but like, are you hearing a lot of pushback in some of this thinking that you have with like around influencers? Like, are- no, you know what I'm hearing. No, I'm hearing pushback from some architects that are unhappy with me, kind of saying that maybe they're mm. not as important. And what I'm really saying is, do you really want five roofing salesmen to take up your time and calling on you? Are you really saying, you want me to say to a roof, five roofing companies, you have to start with the architect? You have to insist that you get in front of them? That's not a good use of the architect's mm-hmm. time. I mean, or the, or the roofing people. But right now, I think that so. It's not that the architect isn't important, but they're not the only way <laughs> to go at it. And there's always been this assumption like, well, if you don't get the spec, if you don't get in front of the architect, it won't happen. And in today's world, that is not always the case. Mark, I think your point about decision makers and influences is really interesting. What mistakes are you seeing people make in their sales and marketing efforts and targeting these different influencers and decision makers? Well, the first thing they're doing is they're targeting the wrong person. And then the next mistake they're making is they're going to these people with the wrong or an ineffective sales and marketing message. The reason you should buy or use my product is blank is not very effective Mm -hmm. many times. And the reason is, is the reason why you should buy my product is the story they tell them, it's like why the building owner or occupant will benefit from it versus how they as an architect would benefit or a general contractor would benefit, okay? If you have a product that's going to lower the energy bills, the architect is not going to pay the Mm -hmm. energy bills, okay? It doesn't say within probably his client input (laughs) or assignment, okay, specifically to do whatever it takes to lower the energy bills, okay? The general contractor is not rewarded for building a building that has lower energy costs. 
So if you have that benefit, you certainly want to go talk to the owner, developer, occupant, facilities manager about if you get your architect to do this, your Mm -hmm. energy costs will be lower. If you're not going to do that, then you have to say, what is the benefit to the architect of using this, my product, which will lower the energy costs? Okay. Does it cost less <laughs> to, to the product itself? Does it cost less to install? Okay. Does it enable the architect to build thinner walls so he can give the owner more square footage because it's more efficient? Is it something that if he presents it correctly will make the help mm-hmm. him get future clients because he was smart enough to do this? And then the general contractor, why, what's in it for him? And I find that People look at their product and they see this amazing benefit about it and they can't wait to share it with people. But the problem is that benefit may not be very meaningful to the person they're trying to talk to. Mark, who's doing it well? Like what manufacturer do you know that's actually doing a good job here? I mean, I see a number of companies like right now, Georgia Pacific. Georgia Pacific, I think, is evolving. I don't work with them, but I just from my outside vantage point, seeing changes that they're making, I think they are doing a great job. Okay. What are they doing? Well, the biggest thing I see is that they are recognizing the change toward improving productivity and reducing waste and inefficiency. And, you know, they just launched a new campaign about using their products in panelized modular construction. I don't see anybody else doing that, you know, (laughs) and so that says they're ahead of the curve. So that says to me, if I have knowledge in panelized modular construction and when I call in a site builder, I can show them ways they can improve their productivity even on a job site. That's interesting. Is there anyone else you can think of? Is there anybody you look at and you go, man, if this person would just or this company would just do this, is there anyone out there like that that you look at and you go, my gosh, they're so close? See, the issue is you, you kind of have to be able to lift the hood and look down at the engine of the company and who are you calling on today? Go on some sales call with them, talk to their salespeople, talk to the customers to kind of see. And you can't see that when you see them in a trade show, you see their products at the distributor, you see their website. You're not, you know, you kind of get a sense of things, but you really don't know day to day what they're doing. So I, I don't know. Okay. So Mark, you've talked a little bit about the changing decision makers and influencers in building products, as well as the fact that we need to shift our messaging to really focus on the individual and not the other audiences surrounding that individual. So for example, if I'm selling to an architect, I want to make sure my messaging really focuses on the architect versus if I'm selling to or I'm talking to the actual building owner, I've really got to understand what matters to them. What are the key driving things that matter to that individual? Is there any other advice that you would give our listeners to be more effective in their marketing and sales? with that message? Yes, for sure. <laughs> you know, the, the, other, <laughs> the other thing is the way that you deliver the message. In other words, are you going to make a company aware of your and your company, your products with a sales call, with some ads, with a trade show exhibit, with a website, with email marketing, and all the other kinds of things that we can do today? Too many companies are still just like they're stuck in, I have to call on this person and I have to tell them this. They also are stuck in how they think best to do it. And the biggest change I see is 
when you rely on sales calls, sales calls are very expensive and you need to make everyone count. And what I'm seeing is more and more customers, particularly the younger a generation is, <laughs> that the younger people literally would like to buy your product and never talk to you. Okay? And can they do that? Is it possible? Or they would like to get 90% of the way down the purchase path without talking to you. Mm -hmm. Okay, They don't have time to meet with you. They want to meet with you when they want to meet with you, if they want to meet with you. Okay. And there are still people, yes, that were, a sales yep. calls great, but there are also more and more times now where you want to make better use of your salespeople. You want them going into calls where they're most likely to have a success, not just trying to make people aware of something. And then step back and say, you know, should we go to this trade show? Is the trade show the right way for us to do things? Is this trade show the right way? Mm -hmm. Okay, just because we've been here for every year doesn't mean uh, as much as you think it does. You know, and then what are you doing with your online presence? So it's stepping back and looking at what's the best way to communicate our message to these people and to support our sales staff so that they are more successful. Well, Mark, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you coming on the show. You know, I always enjoy reading your newsletter as well as our chats. For somebody that wants to get in touch with you or is interested in reaching out, what's the best way for them to connect? Just go to my website and it's seethewizard.com. So that's S-E-E-T-H-E-W-H-I-Z-A-R-D.com. And on there... I have over 400 articles that you have a question, how to sell architects. You'll probably find six articles, which will you know, help you or challenge your thinking, give you new ideas. You can sign up for my newsletter or you can contact me. And you can also learn more about the Wizard Summit that's coming up in October that you really should have someone from you or someone from your company should uh, consider attending. That's great. And we'll also include some links to that in the show notes for this week's podcast. But again, Mark, thanks so much for coming on the show. And if you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikola. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.